the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you. It is Friday, and you know what that means. That means it's open line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about, and that means you can change the subject. You can talk about a Bible question. You can talk about the news. Lots going on in the news today uh, as the United States is hitting our ran back targets in Iraq and Syria right now, and uh, we'll learn more about that. We talked about that a little bit in the last hour, but maybe you have some thoughts. Maybe you've got some Bible questions, and uh, there's plenty going on in the news, and a couple of callers who are on hold here, I'll probably start with the calls because I think they'll lead us into some things that are current and what a lot of people think, especially when when wars begin. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Kelly in Rancho Cucamonga, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how are you doing? I'm Pastor good, Scott. Kelly. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know it's not like news hitting, but I have a like an old question. Open line Friday. It's all good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Well, okay. So Adam, right? In, Adam, in yeah. Genesis, when, when God said, do not eat the apple, and then Eve ate it first, mm-hmm. I would assume that he ate it later on purpose, right? Well, yeah, she gave it to him, and he ate it, and then he blamed her for it. He yeah, well, don't we all? Well, that's what, you know, I think it's pretty consistent uh, how they acted, isn't it, there? <laughs> We're all humans, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was wondering, okay, so since he kind of, I mean, he didn't create the fall of man, obviously, but since he was the first fallen man, is he going to be in heaven? That's an excellent question. Um, in a way, he did create the fall of man. He's usually the one credited for it, Okay. Um, and it's important that, you know, just a, a note, it's not really a question, but a note is that, you know, through one man, everybody is condemned, but through one man, everybody can be saved, and that's through Christ, right? Yeah. So through Adam, we yeah. fell, through Christ, we can be redeemed. Um, and there, there's that kind of symmetry in the Scripture. It, it works, okay, and systemically. It's, it, it's a great, great thing to understand about our faith. Uh, the answer is whether or not Adam is in heaven is we don't know. The Bible doesn't say one way or the other. Um, but right. you know, I'm sure that he had. You know, what the Bible does say is that Old Testament believers, you know, he was promised. Adam and Eve were promised right there in Genesis three a savior, and the plan of God to redeem humanity began right there. And so he understood that there was a promise, and he understood who God was. He hid from God. He knows who God is. He has a relationship with God I that just, most people didn't. I think, right? I think he's going to be in heaven. That would be my opinion Sorry. is yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's, no, that's, that's fine. It's Open Line Friday. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I, that my opinion is yes, but the truth is, is we don't know. 
Um, mm. But I, I think that, you know, God is always the judge of that, and a person is saved by faith. That means that as heinous as your sin might be in your life, as terrible as it is, you're redeemed the same way by faith, just like anybody else. And uh, that's yeah. called grace, um, and it's a great part of our message. Yeah. All right, well, Kelly. You, you know what? I love you. Thank you. I, I, I like your show. You know what? I'm a new fan, and keep going. Well, thank you. All We're right. on every day from 3 to 5. Uh, give us a follow on socials at Pastor Scott Show, and uh, check us out. Thank you, Kelly, for calling the Pastor Scott Show and listening. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Tracy in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. It's Tracy Schroeder calling back. And what a blessing it is that your show is so awesome, and we all love it. So I just had to chime in on that note. Tracy, thank you. And um, the check is in the mail. <laughs> hey, awesome. I accept and say thank you to that. No. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to call in. There's so many great topics coming up today. Someone called in a little while ago and was talking about Revelation. Yeah. Something that I really love um, is where it talks about how people survive. And it is by the blood of the Lamb and word of their testimony, the testimony of what Jesus does for us. And right. um, so that that's what comes to mind when I hear, you know, because pe- people get worried, you know. Well, no, it's the end. No. All right. We see the signs and we have a responsibility when it when when we see the signs, yeah, in my it's, opinion. And it's so, hard, yeah, it's hard yeah. to keep it in mind. But the, as a believer in Christ, the worst thing that will ever happen to you is you will die and go be with Jesus forever. That's pretty not good. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> You're going to die anyway or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but while while it's still called today, right, and we have a responsibility in to stand, having done everything to stand, as we see the evil surrounding us, we get the gift of being these people who 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 can who get to live uh, this chapter that God is telling in this story of who He is, the God who redeems, the God who heals. Mm-hmm. And, and we can, uh, you know, step up in, in many different ways. Um, one way is, obviously, to, to, to get our hearts right before the Lord, softening our hearts. You know, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. We don't want that. Right. We want our hearts softened before the Lord. And, and we want to be able to, uh, to share, uh, to ask Him for help, and remind others around us that the gospel in a nutshell, Jesus died so, so that we what, can live. what should we be doing during these days? I think with the news and with things happening in Israel, it's obvious that people are going to think about end times, revelation, even people who don't have a particular faith are wondering uh, what's going on. So what does yeah, a Christian well, as, do? As a teacher in Los Angeles, yeah. I, I, I've seen the times and seasons, and, um, and, and when I see that, I say um, we as, as a, as a an American, as a citizen, as a person living in California, um, and a registered voter, there's we have ballots are coming out this week, and um, and we need to know biblically who to vote for, and we've got so many Christians on the ballot, and so often nobody knows who to vote for. But I've got teacher friends whose names are across LA, one in North North uh, Valley, one in Mid 
L.A. and one mm-hmm. in South L.A. And what's the best way for, on for, the ballot. for people to find out? Do most of those people have websites and campaign statements, those kinds of things? Yes, absolutely. And everyone should do their research. But yeah. yes, in, in fact, my friend Raquel Vialta is running for school LAUSD School Board District 3. Mm-hmm. And her website is RaquelVialta.com. It's hard to spell. All right. <laughs> We got to be careful about promoting lots of people who we don't know, you know, on our show. But I, yeah. I do require people. You know, I don't require people. Like I can't tell you what to do, but I recommend everybody look up all those people on your ballot. And you're right, you were gonna, you will get it this week, end of the week. I think you'll have your ballot next week. Yeah, and uh, it's tough to find. Be- yeah, you got a mm-hmm. month to have. Yeah, the the school board people, they're all on the bottom. They're on the part that nobody gets to. And the thing is, is that that might be the most important people on it. Uh, Absolutely. You know, the people who are running for all of those things. Are school board, are they in the primary or is it just uh, the general? The reality of it is for LAUSD school board, uh, District 7 is one and done. The incumbent is the one who's voting in uh, things that are, are, are harmful to children. And the one who's not the incumbent, who's a teacher, she, uh, Lydia Gutierrez, is uh, it's going to be over on March 5th because there's only two of them in the race. Oh, okay. So everybody's got to check that out. It, it, And this yeah. is, and I want to move on to other things here, Tracy, but yeah. you're making a point that I think people don't understand about our system a lot, is the primary matters so much in wherever you're voting because you get to pick the people who will be on the ballot in November, or in some cases, you're going to pick who the winner is right now. And imagine, people always say, well, we have lousy candidates on all sides to vote for. That's because nobody votes in the primary. That's because people don't pay attention in the primary. When you have better candidates to vote for in the primary, it's just that they they often don't have the money or the support to uh, get out there. And so everybody do what Tracy's saying. Google the names of the people on your ballot. You're going to have your ballot for a month. Google the names, read their website, call their campaign. There's a phone number, call them, email them. What do you believe Absolutely. about this? When it comes to school, you know, what do you believe about parents' rights? You're going to know from their answer exactly where they stand. It's not a difficult thing to figure out. Uh, lots of different things. I hope that your friends win, and uh, we'll see how we're going to do it. We might go through a lot of candidates uh, here on the show. We'll see how, how that plays out. Tracy, thanks for calling today. Uh, the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. A couple of people have texted me a rainbow that's out there here in uh, Los Angeles, just uh, reminding us uh, that God's promises are still true, and uh, that's what uh, that is supposed to mean. And uh, it does. All right, 888-528-2557. Eugene, San Fernando Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Eugene. How are you? I'm doing well. I The other day, I uh, just began to think about um, Genesis, the account of Noah. Yeah. And, and I had a few questions for you. Um, I, you know, I see where it says that uh, the hearts of men were continually evil, and it it hurt the Lord. It hurt. It hurt the Lord, and He said that um, their days will be a hundred and twenty years. Yeah. Now the question I have, the, the question I have concerning that before He moved, before uh, Genesis six nine m- went to the account of Noah, was He? Do you think He was just talking? He couldn't have been talking about the people that existed right then and there, because many of them of course, were, you know, older. Um, 
And so I think it went even to the day and time that we are living in now, you know. And the question I had is it said that Noah was building, God told Noah to build the ark. And you hear different commentaries, you hear different preachers and so forth and so on, that it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. Now, my question is that um, how how could it take them that long to build the ark? I mean, if they had material, was it just the four of them, Noah, uh, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, his sons? If it was just the four of them, um, it seems like they could have built that ark a lot sooner than 120 years. Well, you know, but sometimes you just, there's there's government regulations and paperwork, you know. It'll put things off. <laughs> That's probably as old as Noah right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Eugene, on, on a lot of those passages, there's a lot of theories uh, about, you know, why does the Bible discuss people, you know, really before Noah living for hundreds of years? Noah lived to be 900 and some, right? And Methuselah is 969, and people lived a long yeah, time, according to those passages. And then right afterward, that tapers off, and then actually in... Uh, uh, Psalm 90, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. That's where we are right now, right? That's how long yeah. people live. So there's there's different uh, theological structures for why that is. There's different opinions about why humans might have lived longer. I don't know, you know, what's accurate. I don't know that anybody really knows. People have really strong opinions, you know, but I don't think that's the point. I think we get off the point. You know, the point really of... You know, this story is people became so evil, God was heartbroken and ready to just end it. Uh, And he he preserves this one family. And uh, he gives us instruction to build an ark, and they do, and the floods come. And uh, they survive. And and by the way, there's some there's something going around right now on social media that's like a picture of of Noah's Ark. It's AI. It's not real. There's no archaeological dig where they dug up Noah's Ark. Uh, there are places where they think Noah's Ark is there. That's real. But there's there's this funny picture that people are going, see, there it is. Eh, that's not it. Don't. It's not but real. If, if the if if the commentary is if it's in the Bible, we have the we have the right and should ask questions to find out, to explore that, you know? I know the fact is that he built the ark, the world was evil, it hurt God, and he wanted to make the changes. But if we took four men today, you know, uh, would it take, uh, would it take 120 years for them to build an ark, uh, a a football and a half, well, yeah, you know, I don't know, because, you know, they still can't figure out, apparently, how people built the pyramids with potentially thousands of people at their will to oh. do it, right? Like, we don't know how, even today, in today's standards, we don't know how they would have done it back then. So right. how right. did, you know, one guy build an ark? I don't know. He managed it with with some help, you know. Um, with, God, with God's help. I think with God's help, there's all kinds of of possibilities. And I think, you know, something you said that I think is important, it's perfectly okay. I believe this as a Christian, to go in and ask questions about Bible stories, and to even ones that are hard. And, uh, you know, some of the hardest questions are in the first six chapters of Genesis, you know, with, yeah. with, with things like this, right? And we don't know. I'm not uncomfortable asking those questions. I think mm-hmm. that is okay. If I believe that the Bible is inspired by God, and that whatever it is that the author meant to say 
Uh, and I think Moses, I think God inspired this through Moses. I think whatever Moses understood he was writing about, whatever is what he meant, and that's true, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So if 120 is symbolic, or if there are certain things that are literal that we think are symbolic, or you know, whatever it is, whatever is, it's meant to convey, I believe that that is completely true. And, and therefore, I don't have to understand it but it's part of submitting to that. And there are just lots of things that we're just not going to know. What we need to do is be grateful, grateful that God sent Jesus uh, who died for us, because if that didn't happen, then the Noah story doesn't even matter. Then nothing matters. You know, it's all irrelevant. Real quick, did you think a year of our time, 365 days were the same as then? Or no one knows? Well, I think most people believe that they didn't count 365, that it was uh, the moon's. So 28 days, you know, 12 or 13 months, right, of 28 days might have been it. And different cultures have counted the years differently. So there's a okay. lot of different math that people use to calculate the years uh, in, in ancient times. You know, we didn't count our years yeah. this way until, uh, you know, it's based on Christ's birth, but it's actually quite a bit after Christ's birth that the calendar was even created. So, right. so we don't know. And once again, it's not actually the point of the story. Uh, right. So I think that's the that's the most important thing. Eugene, I appreciate your call and uh, a great question. And like uh, Eugene says, you know, I don't think it's wrong for people to go in the Bible and ask questions, be challenged by it. And I think we need to be comfortable with things that we can't explain or that we can't know. I think we get into trouble when we get into, like he talked about, you know, how, how long was a year and what did this happen? And then we get somebody's opinion who we really like and we respect them. And then suddenly we plant our flag in that opinion and then everyone else must be wrong. And that's a mistake, right? That is something, you know, something that you can't actually know. You might be right. You might be wrong. And, and it's not even the point. And then you miss the point of the story. That is something that is so critical. Uh, and it's, it's kind of an American thing. You know, we like to know, you know, how and when and why. I need to know exactly how many days was it? Was it 24-hour days? Was it six 24-hour days? Was it months? Was it years? Was it long? You know, those are all interesting. But don't miss the point of the story uh, of that God is the creator, that he created us in his image, that we have a Savior through Christ because of the fall of it. Those are the things that matter. Those are the things. I'm not saying it doesn't matter how you approach those things because it's all about whether you believe the Bible is inspired by God or not. But keep the main thing the main thing is what I'm getting at. Otherwise, you get in the weeds of things that don't matter, and then you're having a fight about something that doesn't matter, and uh, you're not really helping people come to Jesus. 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. You can call about anything you want. 888-528-2557. Jose in Santa Clarita. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, how are you today? I'm good, James. How are you? Jose. Go ahead. Yeah, a question. Uh, well, uh, I was just listening on the previous caller. Uh, she says that uh, Eve ate the apple, right? But um, I guess it was, the Bible tells, it doesn't tell us what kind of fruit that was, right? That's correct. The Bible does not say what kind of fruit it was. Apple has, for whatever reason, become sort of the traditional thing. But actually, we have no idea. We have no idea right, okay. what kind of fruit it was. Uh, if it was an apple, then it was definitely a red delicious apple that brought sin into the world, because those yeah. are neither red nor delicious, my opinion. All right. I'm just making a uh, joke. One more thing. Some apple person is going to yeah. get upset with me now. All right, go ahead. Right. Yeah, uh, how would you answer 
uh, this question when somebody tells you, hey, uh, why there is uh, people that are born with uh, two uh, sexual parts on their body? Why are there people who are born with that um, uh, situation? Uh, you know, I don't know the answer other than I believe that whenever we're born with something that's not right or whenever we develop a sickness or an illness that isn't, you know, how we're made, you know, to ultimately function, I believe that it is the result of the fall of, of man and even nature, you know, that we have disabilities and we have things that go wrong uh, because death is along the way. And there are people who are born uh, with the situation you're talking about. And uh, it's a real medical condition. It doesn't affect very many people, but it does. And the answer why there's, you know, there's probably uh, somebody out there who can describe it scientifically, but, you know, spiritually, why? Why does God allow uh, that to happen? Uh, The answer is ultimately because of sin. And part of what we are grateful for Jesus doing is that he is going to restore everything. So that will not happen uh, for eternity. Uh, does that make sense? Right. Thank you very yeah. much. All right. Thank you, Jose. Good call. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. It is open, open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. Kelly, Michael, and others will get your calls when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open phone Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll take your call on any subject, 888 528 2557, uh, and you can change the subject or continue with something that we're already talking about, something in the news you want to talk about, or Bible question, whatever it is, 888-528-2557. Kelly in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hey, um, okay, sorry to not keep up with the thread, but... um, That's okay on Fridays. Perfect. I know, that's what I like about your show on Fridays, especially, too, but... Okay, so obviously Paul couldn't have been one of the 12 disciples, right? Because there are certain parameters that he didn't fit. He couldn't be one of the disciples uh, because right. he wasn't hanging out with Jesus when Jesus was here with the 12. But after um, Judas uh, removed himself, then you had the 11, and they replaced him with Matthias. Although, some people think maybe it's Paul. Well, some people say that, but I, I don't agree because, I mean, the Bible says it's kind of black and white. But yeah, I, I would say most people, and if you're, if you're not really, you know, following along with us, in the Bible, Jesus has his 12 disciples. You've probably heard of them, and you've probably heard of Judas. You know, he's the one you don't name your kid after, right? Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a second Judas who, after that, he's always known as Judas, not Iscariot. That became his last name, Judas, not Iscariot, right? That must that must have been how he interacted with people. I, I'm Judas, I'm not Iscariot, right? I'd, I'd rather be him than the other one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, in the beginning of Acts, uh, they say, well, there should be 12 of us, 
and uh, who should that be? And uh, so they go with uh, Matthias. And uh, so that's probably what it is, who it is, who replaces Judas as the 12. However, some people think that maybe because Jesus called Paul later on the road to Damascus. I thought about Luke for the 13th or the 12th. I don't think most people think Luke, because Luke is a doctor and a writer who's probably taking his uh, story from Peter and others that he learned from to write the gospel. Um, but the interesting thing is in the book of Revelation, which keeps coming up today, I think that's because of uh, stuff happening in the Middle East, you know, there's a period of time where the, the names of uh, the 12 are written on the temple. And uh, whose name is going to be there? I think that is the, that's where some people go, is it going to be Paul or is it going to be Matthias? We won't know until we read it. But I would say because the Bible says Matthias, you just go with Matthias. And if Jesus sees it differently, then you'll find out at the very end. Yeah, they did that. Well, so my but my actual question, I'm sorry not to like throw a wrench or anything. Okay. But my question is, is since Paul, even though he's a Jew, he it was it's like he was made to that mystery in the mm-hmm. Bible mystery of what's the mystery the mystery is that gentiles get to be saved too okay in the, in the church yeah and and so what do you think about the epistles and and the fact that paul did this and and where is the disparity in in our christian faith perhaps even you know the teaching i wonder why pastors don't teach more about Paul's message and how big it is and how wide reaching and and it was like it was like the 11th commandment that Jesus gave us love your neighbor as yourself that's what he gave us when he gave us Paul to teach about Jesus i mean it's not about well, Paul well Jesus himself said that uh, i give you an additional commandment uh, love others as as i have loved you um, mm-hmm. And Paul's teaching is, you know, half the New Testament. So I would say that current preachers preach a lot of Paul. Uh, Romans is probably the most significant book maybe that he wrote as far as understanding the Christian faith and understanding how it, how it connects with, the, with Judaism and the history of Israel. Um, so I'm not quite sure where you're at, you know, what you're asking there, I guess. You know what? It's okay. I just want to try to clarify. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you tend to do that. No, I, to be honest with you, I was I was just calling to to tell you how much I like your show. And <laughs> well, hey, you know what, Kelly, I appreciate it that you like the show very much. Can I can I send you a, a book or a mug or something? Sure. All right. Would you hold on and uh, tell our producer your your name and address, and uh, we'll send you, we'll send you something. Absolutely. Thank that you. sound great. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. I got you on hold there, so don't hang up. And uh, someone will grab the phone there. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Michael and Camarillo, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Well, hello, Pastor Scott. Uh, nice to talk to you again. We've spoken before, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you, Michael. Uh, the other. Uh, you were talking about standards in high schools and how things are really split. Um, happen to know, I happen to be a high school teacher here in Ventura County, and I know of a situation about 20 years ago at a nearby high school where an absolute fireball of a principal took over, a diminutive African-American lady who was just 
no nonsense. And on day one, she said, there will be no fights here. If you fight, you will be expelled. Well, shortly after her medal was tested because 20 students approximately across races too. This is white Mm -hmm. African Americans and Hispanics got into a brawl and she made every single expulsion stick. And there was not a single fight during the rest of her tenure there. And that was a school with a heavy gang presence. So that kind of prevention really can work. That's uh, we can get more people like that in our public high schools. Yes. You know, God bless her. He's retired now and living a good life. He and, certainly earned And it. we need to support people like that because there Absolutely. have been several stories like that of people who came into rough places and really all they yeah. did was hold the line disciplinary yeah, wise. You do. Not back in. And the same thing is true with with your kids with and the same thing is even true with the uh with the Iranian groups that were bombing today. If you hold the line disciplinary wise, you get respect. Yeah. Uh, and that respect can mean, you know, I'm not going to do the violence. But also those kids probably for their whole life will remember her and people like her as heroes. Um, oh, yeah. And what they respect, you know, teachers. and they might have been mad. They might have been expelled. But you know what? They find out that that's great, that it was the best she thing did. for them. So there is hope for the situation. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Good right, to talk. Yeah, Michael, good. yeah, thank you so much. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. That is, uh, you can call about whatever it is you'd like. So, you know, in that that realm, that's just a piece of something that we need to be thinking about just in our own life. You know, so earlier this week, we talked about the the failure of the don't policy. You know, don't attack our troops and don't do this and don't do that. You know, um you know, why is it that, you know, Hamas felt free to break the ceasefire? Why is it that everyone around the world is entering America illegally and it keeps coming? Why do criminals continue to rob stores? Why do kids rebel against parents? Why do kids feel that they can disrespect their teachers? Uh, it's because the school and the parents won't do anything. It's because the parents don't do anything. It's because the uh, police aren't doing anything or they're not allowed to do anything or the prosecutors won't prosecute you know, all of that, you know, if the U.S. doesn't respond when our troops are killed or we wait five days and then uh, gives everybody a chance to move and move out all of their stuff, you know, it is, uh, why wouldn't they just keep doing it? It's just a simple thing. You know, you don't is not a policy. You set a policy, you set something down as a rule, and then you follow through. And when you do that, you're respected. When you do that, things function. And if you don't do that, people will take advantage of you, whatever that means, whether it's your kids or whether it's you know people who want to break the law or whether it's terrorism or whatever. That is something that is true in every culture and every part of the world. And, uh, you know, when we talked about peace through strength, you know, the purpose of being strong is so that you don't have to fight wars, so that you don't have people who are creating trouble in your workplace or trouble in your school or trouble in your family. It's just something that we've got to recognize is just a principle that works. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Stephen and Carson, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. My name is Stephen. I'm calling from Carson. And I just want to say some, get a prayer for my dad. His name is Stephen McMorris. And, uh, you know... What's going on with your dad? He just passed away, actually, from, from septic. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and when did this when did this happen? It happened on uh, December ninth, but we were barely burying him on February 9th. 
Okay, so you've had to wait a while to uh, kind of have that uh, happen. So you got a service coming up here. Uh, well, Stephen, how old was your dad? Sixty. He was sixty. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty young. Well, I'm sorry about that, Stephen. I really am. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. You know, it could be better, but you know, I just I don't have a problem dealing with it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So you want me to pray for you and your family and in all of this? Please, I would right. appreciate it. All right. Uh, did uh, Did your dad know the Lord, or do you know one way or the other? He knew the Lord. He knew, he was baptized when he was a kid. Okay. All right. God, I, I thank you for Stephen and his call today and uh, what he's going through the last couple of months with the loss of his dad. Uh, too young for that. I pray that you would give Stephen uh, strength, that you would draw him closer to you. I pray that whatever is planned on the ninth here for his dad's burial, that that would be a time of healing and that this would, this would be a time where um, you're able to bless his family and... God, we pray that you would just give Stephen the confidence to know that you are near and that the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is for real, and that's where our hope lies. In Jesus' name, amen. Stephen, thank you for calling and sharing. I hope that everything goes well for you on the 9th. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. You know, uh, Stephen and everybody listening, if you want the podcast, if you call up, you know, it might be good to get the podcast. Or, Stephen, if you want to share that with your family, just uh, look for it at wherever you get your podcast, The Pastor Scott Show. Click subscribe. You can download, follow, send them to your friends, whatever you'd like to do. And uh, you can also follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram and X and TikTok and uh, even on Facebook at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back. Open phone Friday, 888-528-2557. In just a moment, stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It is Friday. That means open phone Friday. 888-528-2557. Last segment here. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. We talked in the first hour a lot about what's going on in the Middle East. The United States has hit more than 85 targets in Iraq and Syria, about 125 different uh, strikes. Apparently, this is just the beginning. So we prayed for that in the last hour. Just keep that in your mind uh, and prayer for families and everybody who's involved there. Uh, Such a huge deal. By the way, if if you are uh, interested in learning more, and hopefully you are, in what's happening in the Middle East and how we ought to think about it, and what are some uh, different perspectives and views on it. We have an event coming up in March. It's called Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. And uh, my website's not working here, but it's March 12th at 7 o'clock. And uh, it is at Shepherd Church, and it was it's with Dennis Prager and Pastor Alan Jackson. And uh, it'll be a Jewish and Christian conversation about differences between uh, Judaism and Christianity, but also a conversation about anti-Semitism, a conversation about what's happening in the Middle East, different views about Israel. And I think no matter who you are, if you're, if you're not Jewish, if you're not a Christian, you're still going to enjoy this. It'll be entertaining, and it will be informative, 
course, you have Dennis Prager, who's brilliant, Pastor Alan Jackson. You hear on the statement, the station. He's great. It's moderated by Dudley Rutherford, who's the pastor at Shepherd Church. It's easy to get to Shepherd Church from uh, anywhere, really, in Southern California. And it's in Porter Ranch, uh, just off the 118. So all the freeways lead in that direction. It's March 12th. Just go to kkla.com and click on the banner. March 12th begins at 7 o'clock. There is a VIP ticket that you can get. That begins at 5.30, where you can meet Dennis and Dudley and uh, Pastor Jackson. And so check it out and uh, ask a Jew, ask a Christian. Just click on that banner and you can sign up today. Do that because it uh, it will likely sell out. All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Efren and Burbank, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. All right, Pastor Scott, I just want to let you know I love your show. Listen to it as much as I could. Thank you, Efren. I have a question regarding mental mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a stepson that's suffering a mental illness, and we've done research and a lot of things about chemical imbalance and other uh, scientific uh, reasons why. But uh, just kind of wanted to see what your take was, was on that. And comp- like, was Jesus, it, when we read about Jesus and how he cast out demons and stuff from from uh, people that seem to have this kind of mental illness, is it similar to that, or what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, it's a very interesting question, and, uh, you know, ultimately I don't know. You know, how, you know, is there something that was perceived as demonic with mental illness back then that we we don't see it that way today? Um my view is the scriptures, when it talks about uh, people who are demon-possessed, you know, when you read it, it just, it doesn't sound like it's something extra, right? It's just part of the story. And there, and Jesus came to town, and there was a man who was demon-possessed, and Jesus went and said, hey, what's up? And he said, uh, oh, I know, you know, and there's a, it's, it's not like some oddity in scripture. And when you read other ancient things, it's not an oddity. And in fact, today, when you read things about uh, different cultures, it's also just in the same language. In fact, I used to have a video, it's a National Geographic, and it was about voodoo in Haiti, in the country of Haiti. And the narrator just talks about, and the demon-possessed man was brought to the pool, and there's this crazy stuff going on. And I thought, it's so interesting that in this secular production, modern secular production, they refer to the demon-possessed man in this case the same way as you would read it in Scripture, just something that everybody accepted. Okay, um, and in the scripture you have instances though of the of conversation between uh, Jesus and the demons, right? So you know, what's your name? You know, my name is Legion because we are many. That seems to me to be different than what a lot of people go through with mental illness, um, and I, I would be careful to jump to that conclusion. But I think if it were my son, I would pray in every possible way, God, if it is demonic, then I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you'd remove it. Uh, God, if it is whatever, if it's just chemical, if it's something else, God, I pray for his healing, you know, and I would pray and I would not discount anything in my prayers to God because God knows. Does that make sense? I would be careful. I would be careful with somebody who just tells you it is one thing or another. Uh, I'd be really careful about that Uh, because there are people who, there are people who abuse that kind of stuff today. Yeah, just it's, it's very it's a rough situation. Those who have dealt with uh, family members or uh, that have mental illness, and uh, especially when it comes to schizophrenia, it's a very it's a very 
delicate subject to talk about, but it's also hard for the families. That's but right. uh, we've you know, done all kinds of medications, and we're just running out of options. And we do pray. We go to church. I mean, we fasted and prayed. Um, you know, so it's, it's we're yeah. just waiting for God to answer. We, we have hope. We're not losing hope. Yeah, don't lose hope and keep praying, you know, and and as you pray, you know, struggle against the idea. Sometimes when we're really praying for someone like this that we love, you know, we think if I just prayed enough or if I prayed a certain way or in a certain position or if I pray at night versus the morning, you know, don't do that. Pray without ceasing and confess everything to the Lord in your prayers and, you know, and pray diligently that whatever this is, that the Lord would take it away. And whether it, that happens because of a miracle or because a new medicine is created, you know, there's things. Um, don't give up and keep praying for him, okay? Can I pray for him real Thank quick? You, What's yeah. his name? Daniel. God, I pray for Daniel and the affliction that he has. And God, we, for multiple reasons, don't understand everything about it, but we know that the sicknesses that we have are because of the fall. We understand that sin affects everything and everybody, and we understand that there is a spirit world that we often misunderstand. God, I pray against the evil one in the name of Jesus Christ and Daniel's life. I pray that you would remove whatever spiritual oppression is there. And God, I pray that you would give him healing. I pray, Lord, that you would use him then as a testimony of your grace and of your power to help others come to Jesus. And I pray that that would be Daniel's life. And I pray for Ephron and everybody praying for him that you would continue to give them courage and hope and prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor Scott. God bless you. God bless you, Ephron. Hang in there. All right. All right, 888-528-2557, open line Friday. Uh, Jose and Van Nuys, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott, it's me, uh, Carlos. I, oh, Carlos, I like to, okay. It says Jose. Thank you. Oh, Jose. Are you giving us a they fake call, name, Jose, no, if that call, is your real name? Me, because one time I got lost in a car, so they called me Car, is he got lost. <laughs> No. So it's a it's a nickname so, that got that stuck, huh? Yeah, I guess when I drive, I guess I don't know where I'm going. But anyway, I like to answer that question. Maybe it's the right answer. Why Noah had 120 years to uh-huh. build the thing? It's because I think it's because when God said that uh, one day or one year with God it takes a hundred years with humans. Could be that be? Well, I don't think that one applies really, because I think what that's saying is that God, in a way that God is outside of time, you know, when you start to get into who God is and how God works and that God is eternal, you know, how does God have enough time for you and me and also to pay attention to what's happening in the world? Uh, It's because he's, it's because God is, is eternal and time is something that he can just see. Uh, If you get really technical, right, it's sort of dimensional thing. And so God has 100% of his time available for you, and he has 100% of his time available for anybody listening and for everything going on. The 120 years, somebody called earlier today, if you're listening, and wanted to know about the, the years of that. And people counted years, different number of days and different number of months. There's a lot of different argument about that. Hey, uh, Jose or Carlos, thank you for calling uh, the Pastor and, Scott and Show. I, I gotta I like go, to I gotta, I'm almost out of time. I got to go to some other calls here. Jose, okay? 
All right, God bless. Thank you very much. Ray in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Ray, go ahead. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Ray. We just have uh, about a minute or so. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. And I have a question. If you could explain to me about uh, the church, the Ephesians church, because we're planning to study about the book of Ephesians. To be able to study the book of Ephesians, we have to know the background why Apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. But to know what's the culture, what's the history, what is the problem with them. You want me to discuss what the uh, situation was in Ephesus back then? Uh, yes, if you could. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's a longer discussion than we have time for, but here's what I would do. There's a whole lot of stuff uh, in your probably in your Bible. There's probably a page right in front that gives you a little bit of the history. You can Google it. I'll tell you something interesting about Ephesus, though. Inside Ephesus is the Temple of Artemis, or the Temple of Diana, depending on if you're looking at Roman or Greek gods, okay? And it was a very, you know, a town that was full of idolaters. And there is a place in Ephesus, or in Ephesians, and I'm blanking on the exact passage right now, but it talks about you being God's handiwork. And the interesting thing about that, let me see if I can remember uh, where the Ephesians 2.10, let me go read it here. And I like this because it does deal with what the people in uh, Ephesus were, were going through here. I'm going to run out of time here. Uh, you are God's handiwork. Well, I can't find it right now because we're running out of time, but here's the deal. Ephesians 2.10, you are God's handiwork. And what's interesting is that in the temple of Artemis and Diana, they used to make little tiny statues of the goddess Artemis or Diana. And they were making their handiwork were these false gods. And Paul says to the Christians, you are God's handiwork. God has made you. And he totally reverses something. And that's something that the people in Ephesus would have understood, that, oh, man is making fake gods in that temple over there, but God has made me, the real God has made me. And that's a very special part of that. That's why it's important, by the way, to understand the background of who Paul was writing to or any letters. You get you get a deeper meaning. I like that story. We got to end there, uh, Ted and others. We won't get to your calls today. Pastor Scott Show, follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you on Monday from 3 to 5. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.